This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This podcast provides tips, tools, and inspiring stories for creating clarity around your calling, opening your heart to infinite possibilities, and enabling you to have the greatest impact on the world. I'm Julian Crossenhill, a certified spiritual life coach, meditation teacher, human design specialist, and founder of Pre-Survenana. And most recently, I've joined the faculty at Starseed Academy Coach Training. It's my mission to teach and guide others in living a spiritually aligned life that answers their unique calling. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Hi, on today's episode, I want to talk about some of the mindset shifts that are really required to fully step in and answer your unique calling. In particular, I think this takes place with people who are doing some type of work around spirituality, and perhaps they're doing it as a side hustle and are starting to think about maybe stepping into that role of being a solopreneur and owning a spirituality-based business or starting a not-for-profit or doing this work in a more full-time capacity. Not that there's anything wrong with doing this as a side hustle. If that is working for you and it feels aligned for you and you have the energy for it and you're not feeling particularly drawn towards making this a full-time thing, that's perfectly fine. Lots of people choose to answer their calling in this way by doing it as a passion project along the side. And this particularly happens with musicians and artists and folks who, you know, work a, work a regular career and then do their um, passion, they're answering their calling in their spare time, and that's fine. But for those who are feeling called to a greater depth, who are feeling that they want to spend more of their day answering their calling, there's some mindset shifts and ways of thinking that really need to um, be changed. And I've heard several of these from clients and potential clients. And so I wanted to kind of talk about them. And the first one I want to talk about really deals with value and how you value your spiritual work. And I see this a lot with clients who are doing some spiritual work, maybe they're teaching or they're doing tarot readings or whatever it is that they're doing. And they're doing it as a side. They're doing it as a passion project outside of work. And I've talked to several people who have said, you know, I would love to do this full time. I would love to, you know, be doing this as my main thing, but I can't make a living at it because I don't feel right charging for it. And that's something I really want to talk about because there's this idea that comes up and I've heard it a lot um, in the spirituality area that it's unethical to charge money for spiritual wisdom or for spiritual teaching or for doing this work. And I don't think that that could be any further from the truth. And the fact is, it's really about the value of spirituality and how much do you value it and how much do other people value it. And here's what I found. I found that when I offer things for free, classes, resources, whatever, and when I taught for free even before starting my business, people didn't show up. 
people weren't invested in it. And the reason that people weren't invested in it, the reason that people didn't really take what I was talking about to heart or really show up to things that I put on were because they didn't value it because it was free. So when people exchange money for energy in the form of teaching, there's an equal exchange there. And by investing their energy and in, they're more engaged, they're more committed to it and they value it more. And so I think that this idea that we shouldn't charge for spirituality, we shouldn't charge for our teaching, for our wisdom, for our talents is a false belief that we really need to get rid of. Um, because in spirituality, how are we supposed to advance what we're doing spiritually? How are people supposed to spend that time in meditation, spend that time doing ritual, spend that time in prayer to bring new ideas, to bring new energy, to bring new inspiration into being, into, you know, bring those things from the quantum field into reality, if they're also having to work a job to support themselves, and if no one wants to pay for it. So this idea that it should always be free is really a false belief because if it's free, there's no value attached to it. And we should value our spirituality. We should value spiritual wisdom. We should value the talents of spiritual teachers, of energy healers, of all of these people who are doing this work. And when we put a price on it, we're saying, here, this has value. You're going to get value out of this. And people are more engaged. They're more willing to show up for it because they recognize the value. And it's about that energy exchange. Money is energy. And when people give us energy in the form of money and we give our energy back, that's an equal exchange, which helps sort of cement that value. There's value being given and value being received. When you put a zero price tag on it, there is no energy exchange. It's a one-way energy and people are kind of take it or leave it because there's no value attached to it anymore. And this is really important because when you get into spiritual-based businesses, you know, a lot of times people struggle with pricing. What do I charge? Well, what is it worth? What is it that you're, what is the worth or the value of what you're giving? And there is a value on it. And it's the value to the person receiving it. What value is the person receiving it getting? And that's really the importance of it. And why spiritual teaching, spiritual work should have a price tag attached because you're asking to receive the value back that you're giving. And that's a fair exchange of energy. So that's one mindset that I, that I believe really has to be shifted if you're going to make this transition to answering your unique calling. And particularly if you're wanting to enter into a spirituality based business, it, even if you're not, if you're saying, you know, I want to spend more time on this, I want to spend my day teaching, meditating, doing these things, you've got to support yourself somehow. And first of all, you've got to charge equal to the value of what you're giving 
for your services. So another, another mindset that really has to shift that's very related to this is one of worthiness. And I think that people come to this work to any calling and they think that, you know, they aren't worthy of, of their gifts, of the ability to do this. There's a lot of people who resist their calling because they feel like they can't do it. They don't have the right skills. They're not good enough. They're not eloquent enough. They don't speak well. They don't, you know, there's all these excuses that come up and they all come back to this idea of worthiness, of being worthy of your calling, of being worthy of the blessings that are unfolding as part of that calling. And there's a lot of reasons that this unworthiness comes up. I think that there's a lot of conditioning here. And in particular, in spiritual realm, in the spiritual community, there's this conditioning that we need to be humble, that there's humility, and we shouldn't take pride in our work and ideas like that. And I think that also that there's just a lot of other conditioning when we get into looking at it from a human design aspect, you know, what is the person's definition in their heart center? What is their innate sense of worthiness? And I think that worthiness is something that we all struggle with. I know that I've struggled with it in the past. I know many of my clients have struggled with, with it. And it's, and it really boils down to, am I worthy of supporting myself by doing what I love? And the answer is yes, of course. The universe wants us to be happy. I was attending a summit this week and I was listening to someone, um, I don't recall the speaker's name, talking about manifestation. And the thing that really like leapt out at me was she said, your desires desire you. And like, think about that. Your desires desire you. That's a really powerful idea. And I think really that's what's behind this idea of worthiness. What are, are we worthy of our desires? Does the, do we have to somehow earn them from the universe to prove ourselves in order to receive what we want and need? Or, you know, to receive abundance, to receive money, to receive success, all of these things. And the universe wants to give us these things. The universe wants us to have them. We just need to operate at the frequency that we attract them. And we just need to step into this role of answering our unique calling. And often that's the thing that's really sort of holding back this shower of blessings that the universe has for us is that we're resisting that guidance and resisting moving into that role. And so this is just another mindset that really needs to shift, another set of beliefs that we need to shed around this idea that we somehow need to be worthy or prove that we deserve it or feel guilty about what we want rather than just remembering that our desires desire us, um, as as said. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about in terms of mindsets too, it deals with authenticity. There's a lot of conditioning around who you have to be if you step into this role of answering your unique calling and particularly around being a spiritual leader, a community leader, a teacher, speaker, coach, any of these kinds of roles. 
there's a lot of doubt about how we should show up. And there's a lot of bad ideas and bad advice about copying other people who are successful where, you know, there's this always this tendency to compare ourselves. We get on social media and we see somebody's um, lives or we see somebody's stories and we think, oh, mine aren't that great. I should try to do more of what they're doing. Or we think that we have to speak in a certain way, that we have to talk in a certain way, we have to water down our message, and we get pulled away from our authenticity. We get pulled away from who we are at our core. And in human design, we call this conditioning, because in human design, conditioning is anything that takes us away from the truth of who we are. And when we step away from the truth of who we are, we no longer attract the people that we're meant to attract. We no longer attract the experiences and the opportunities and the things that we're designed and meant to be attracting. We struggle. And we struggle because we're trying to attract people who aren't our people. We're trying to show up in a way that isn't authentic and true for us. And when we do that, we pull ourselves out of our energy. We pull ourselves out of our uniqueness, the thing that makes us perfectly suited to answering the calling that we've been given. And so, of course, we're going to struggle with that calling since that calling has been tailored to us and now we're not even being ourselves. So we really need to embrace the truth of who we are and be very transparent about it and show up in a very authentic and true way if we want to be successful in answering our unique calling. Because when we show up authentically, our magnetic monopole, which we talk about in human design a lot, it's the the part of us that is driving the car. You can think of it as the higher self or the soul. It's the part that's leading us in the certain direction that we need to go in life. And it's also attracting things to us. And when we're being authentic, that part of us can operate in to its fullest capacity. It can draw the desires that we want to us, but it also draws to us the people that we're meant to have an impact on. Because this answering your unique calling, being a leader, stepping into this role is really about the impact that we have in the world, about the change that we're going to create, that we're going to inspire in other people. And we can't inspire people from a place of inauthenticity. We can't inspire when we're trying to be someone that we're not. And so our monopole, when it's operating you know, optimally, when we're being authentic, we're going to draw the people to us that we're meant to have an impact on. And that's really important because all of this is part of what we've decided to do before we came here. We're being guided into this work. This is the calling, the mission, our sole mission that we came here to do. And as part of that, there are people that we are meant to impact. There are places events that we are supposed to have an impact on to affect change in the world and elevate the consciousness of humanity. And when we are not being authentic, we are not able to attract those experiences and opportunities 
to make those changes in the world. And we're not attracting the people that we are designed to have an impact on. That's huge. That's tremendous. And so the risk that we take when we are comparing ourselves to someone else, trying to be someone else, trying to show up like that other coach that we saw on Instagram, the risk is that we will minimize our impact. We're pulling the rug right out from under ourselves when we do that. And that's really such a shame when people feel like they have to show up as somebody else, when they have to be small, when they can't be who they are because they were designed a certain way to have an impact in the world. And that impact is so crucial and so important. So that mindset of, of comparison, of trying to be someone else, you've got to get rid of it to really be successful in doing this work. That's really huge. The other thing I kind of want to briefly mention, and it's not really so much a mindset, but I want to just, this is so huge, um, burnout. Burnout happens to everyone. And burnout happens when we aren't protecting our energy, when we're focusing too much on the wrong things. It can happen to even the most spiritual of us. We get in our business, we get really heads down, we start filling our calendar, we're go, 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 go. And we're not making the time for the people that are important to us, to the things that we enjoy doing that light us up. And we start to suffer burnout. And in particular, I think one situation that I really want to talk about is when you're making that transition, because transitions are difficult, they're tricky. And when we're making that transition, okay, we're, we're working in our career, we've answered our unique calling, and maybe we're doing it a little bit as a side hustle. So we're working our full day, and then we're working on whatever our calling is, and that can set up a perfect situation for burnout. Yes, we're doing our passion project. We're doing the thing that lights us up outside of our work. And that's wonderful. And there are lots of scenarios in which that can be perfectly sustainable, where we can live our calling on the side of whatever we do to pay the bills and be happy with that and make that work. But when people are trying to become a solopreneur often, when they are making, planning to make that transition from work to doing this work full time, and they are doing this as a side hustle, there is a temptation to work all of the time because we want to make that transition. We want to step fully into answering our calling and get, get rid of the thing that we do that pays the bills and make this work pay the bills, make this the main thing that we do. And so we push ourselves, we force, we try to, we get out of our strategy, we stop listening to our authority, we get in our heads and we start telling ourselves we have to do all these things to make this work and we try to force. So before long, you're working nights and weekends and you're putting all of your spare time into your side business outside of your work and you end up heading, headed for burnout because the thing that lights you up, you're not really doing anymore. You're just mindlessly working through trying to force and make something happen. 
And that is a perfect scenario for burnout. You need to make sure that you're protecting your energy, that you're setting time aside for the other things that light you up, for the people that you love and want to spend time with. That's really critical. And another area where you really have to be careful about burnout is that sometimes you could be working at a career that just really drains you, that you just really dislike what you do during the day job. You're building your side business. You're, you're getting ready to make that transition. And you just go, go, go in this job that you hate. You're really forcing yourself to deal with it while you're building your other business. And you make that transition. And what happens is you get into the business full time. You get into doing your, your soul's work full time and you crash and burn. You start procrastinating in your business. You start not showing up as energetically as you could. You start showing up late, maybe you sort of half-ass things. And you're telling yourself, this isn't me. This is the work I really want to do. I really enjoy it. What, what, you know, you don't understand why you're not making any traction, why you're procrastinating, why you're not putting yourself into it. And the answer is burnout. You didn't give yourself time to recharge your batteries between leaving that soul sucking job that you were doing and stepping into your business. You just went zoom from one to the other and didn't really allow yourself some time to recharge and to recover from burnout. And so you sort of carried that burnout, that low energy and that that icky low frequency vibration from working in the job you hate directly into your business and directly into doing the work of your calling. And so these transitions are really critical that you create space to do things that you love that light you up and create space to rest and meditate and recharge so that that transition can be one of sm that's smooth, a transition of ease and of grace. So that when you do step fully into doing the work of your calling, you have the energy to show up in that work as yourself, feeling worthy, knowing the value of what you're offering, and you are able to impact and influence the world in a way that will make lasting change for the better for the human collective. And that's really what this process of answering your unique calling is all about. I'm Julian Crossan Hill of Priest of Inanna. You can reach me on the web at www.priestofinanna.com. That's Priest of Inanna. I-N-A-N-N-A.com. I'm also on Instagram as Priest of Inanna, Facebook, Priest of Inanna, and you can find Priest of Inanna's company page on LinkedIn as well. Are you a soulpreneur? You've answered your unique calling by starting a spirituality-based business. Maybe now you find yourself overwhelmed there's so much to do for your business and so many things you've never done before that you need to learn how to do. With an ever-growing to-do list, you may feel like you'll never get everything done. Decisions become complicated and you may feel like you need to work all the time. Even worse, our old friend imposter syndrome hooks his head up. You struggle with your pricing and every business coach on the planet wants to sell you a marketing system. 
I've been there. It's why I've created my Soulpreneur Energetic Success Program. This coaching program helps you use your human design, storytelling, ritual, and transformational coaching to build your Soulpreneur business. Discover how to make the best decisions for you, how to find the most aligned action to take, overcome imposter syndrome, confidently charge what your services are worth, and move forward with ease and grace. Visit my website, www.priestofanana.com to schedule a free intro call.